0: Welcome to Founder Fridays on Evolve, a podcast about social entrepreneurs changing the world. I'm your host, Brandon Stover, and today I'm here with founder Colin Tate. If you're new to the show, occasionally on Fridays, we feature inspiring founders from our very own Evolve community. The rest of the week, we have long form interviews with a variety of social impact founders, visionary leaders and social enterprise experts as they share how they built startups that are solving the world's greatest challenges. Now, today's featured founder is Colin Tate, founder of KindFind, which is a weekly brand discovery email series that introduces everyone, everywhere to 100% vegan companies, crowdfunding projects, trends, job listings, and more. Now, Colin, go ahead and introduce yourself and your company, KindCo. Sure. So, my name is Colin, and I am the founder
1: of KindCo which is uh, the parent company of two different brands that I'll talk about in just a second. But KindCo helps uh, people to discover direct-to-consumer brands that only sell plant-based and vegan products. And we actively support the growth of those companies who make the products. And that happens in two ways. The first is through kind Find, which is a newsletter, a weekly newsletter that introduces people to new plant-based and uh, in vegan brands. And the second is KindWork, which uh, connects job seekers to open job listings at the companies that we feature through the KindFind newsletter. So really we're, we're working to, to try to make sure that people have access, but I'll dive into that a little bit later. But so yeah, I'm the founder of KindCo and working with two brands right now and looking to expand that brand portfolio in order to support vegan and plant-based businesses.
0: Yeah, I love that. Addressing a community that could definitely use some more awareness out there, both on the consumer side, but also on the brand side as well. So that's awesome. So every founder has a passion that usually gets them up and motivated to be doing this every day. So why do you wake up every morning and tackle this problem? Yeah, that's a big question.
1: And a lot of it has to do with the state of the, the world presently. Right. A lot of people agree that the world is in peril right it's in crisis the planet is is suffering food systems are in trouble uh, our health as as people as individuals is in jeopardy so what's the what's the solution and everybody's looking for the right solution a lot of the talk in the plant-based and vegan industry is reduction if not elimination of eating animals and, and animal products, consuming animals and animal-based uh, products, and really looking for ways to lessen the impact of mankind on the earth is is what drives me. And when I started on this journey and I decided to eliminate animal products and byproducts from my, from my life, I saw a drastic change in the way that my life felt, the way that I looked, and the way that I felt personally. And... I I wanted other people to be able to experience that as well and it's very clear that the world is going through a shift right now. Understanding that the food systems that we currently have in place are not sustainable and looking for solutions, looking for alternatives. But as you get started, it can kind of be hard to figure out, okay, well, what companies are plant-based and what what companies only sell some plant-based products? And so I wanted to make sure that people understood the differences between those two. So there's this convergence of, okay, I'm now not eating animals. And, and you may hear that I'm a little reluctant to say vegan because people have, there's a stigma about veganism. And really, we're all working to do the best that we can. It's kind of like this high bar that gets set sometimes. And I don't want people to feel like they have to hurdle a high bar, right? Mm. Or vault over this high bar. But when I decided to... To make this transition in my life, it was, it was amazing. And with me, this became a passion project of mine. How can I help other people learn about this? How can I consolidate the resources and help them to find the brands that will allow them to make that transition? My background is in the startup world. I've been a marketer for the last 10 years, specializing in SEO. And this kind of allowed me to put my search experience to to work Mm. as well. I became really good at helping people, businesses in particular, grow. And one of the things that Kind Co. does through its brands is help drive traffic to those websites of, of the brands that are featured. So it was some really tight alignment there. I have an analytical background, you know, being an SEO. So I reported on trends and insights. I love visualizing data. And so that came into play. I started my marketing career, though, copywriting. And so there's that creative part of me as well as the analytical part of me. And this kind of scratched all of those itches. And, you know, me being kind of the jolly friendly person that I am, I love helping people. Mm -hmm. So it's all of these things that kind of came together, the lifestyle, the startups, the, the analytics, the creative, the helping people. And that's really what gets me out of bed. I love doing this. If I never got paid a single cent, I would do this. And, you know, that's really what motivates me.
0: Can you talk about how big the problem is for people that are you know, first becoming vegan or they're already vegan and being able to get connected with um, these brands, how, how big of a problem that is for them? You know, I don't have any hard data around access regarding vegan brands,
1: but what I do see in online communities is people being confused, there's some confusion mm. about, you know, what is vegan versus what isn't vegan. And we're getting to this point where cell-based technology is starting to come into play. And the the question is, is cell-based technology is it vegan? Is it not vegan? Is it plant-based? Is it not plant-based? So there seems to be a, a bit of confusion about what that the lifestyle is. Uh, a friend of mine, when I told him about this idea, he was like, well, I, I don't get it. You're you're talking about shoes and clothing and food. I thought veganism was just food, right? So there's this misconception that vegan and plant-based lifestyles are just have to do with food, mm. when really it's about reducing the impact upon animals and animal systems. And as far as it's practicable to eliminate the reliance on them allowing the animals to be free without human interruption and disturbance so there's a bit of confusion there but i don't have any hard facts about the accessibility or the or really the visibility around it it's it's more being part of these
0: communities where the uh confusion is very clear yeah. and seems to exist Yeah, it sounds like part of the solution and I'll have you expand on your two solutions here in a moment. But it sounds like a lot of it is education and helping these people to really understand what it means to have this sort of lifestyle, not just from a food perspective, but through the entire life. Absolutely. Right. And so not
1: not just the food perspective, like you mentioned, but also the the clothing that we wear, the items that we buy, you know, commerce plays such a huge part in all of our lives. And, you know, I go back and forth, you know, speaking with my other vegan counterparts and what is, what's the solution, right? Where where can we make the greatest impact? Some people believe political, some people believe social, some people believe economic. And when we make buying decisions every day, we are choosing the type of world that we want to live in, right? right? And so I feel like I can have the greatest impact around commerce, especially given my background.
0: Yeah. Can you expand on the two solutions that you mentioned at the beginning and why you chose to go those routes? Yeah.
1: So, you know, Kind Find, as I mentioned, is a weekly newsletter. And I write Kind Find and it's a really long form newsletter. Some people might say, Well, why don't you just do a blog post? Well, it's kind of like, Well, I don't want to do a blog post, right? Yeah. I wanna I wanna have this intimate conversation with people. And a newsletter allows me to do that. I know who I'm reaching. And in some cases, you know, I see the names of people. I can connect with them. We're having a conversation. A blog kind of feels impersonal. Mm. And I wanted that connection. I'm a very connection-oriented kind of person. So the newsletter uh, is released re- released weekly on Sundays, but I've been doing some testing recently, and we may change up the day when that uh, gets published but in it, I usually recommend at least five brands, five plant-based or vegan brands that sometimes I've had personal experience with them. Other times I've not, and they're just doing something awesome that everyone needs to know about. So I publish that newsletter weekly, but in addition to you know the finds, the, the products that you can potentially purchase, I also talk about trends in the plant-based and vegan world. And I include charts and facts and stats. It's it, I try to, you know, really do my research. And the previous newsletter, I talked about the trend of, of vegan frosting or vegan icing. <laughs> you would think that that doesn't really sound like an interesting trend and there's not much data around there. There's a ton of data around that particular topic. So I dove into it. The week before that, we talked about, you know, II, IUU fishing and It just, it allows me to be able to explore things that I'm interested in. And I then publish those things in hopes that it's interesting to other people as well. And I think I'm pretty well aligned with my audience to know that that they would be interested in that as well. So that's kind of fine in a nutshell. The one thing that I did leave out is, is jobs. I do have job listings at the end of the newsletter. And that, my hope is to be able to empower people to search for employment at companies that align with their values. But that brings us into kind work. So, kind work essentially takes those jobs that I post in the weekly newsletter, and has created a, a remote job uh, listing website along the lines of RemoteOK.io. We work remotely. Hey, marketers, those types of very specific niche job boards, and helps connect job seekers who are looking for uh, employment at eco-conscious companies that get featured in the kind fine newsletter, all with the intent of helping people to be able to live uh, healthier lives, lives that are fuller
0: and more rich, provide them with economic opportunity. Yeah. So again, touching the entire life of these people, I think that's, that's great. What is your business model behind this? You mean as far as revenue is concerned? Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't want to take the, the traditional route
1: when it, comes to a newsletter. And I think that's really where where kind work comes into play. And that's where the revenue model exists. It's not in the newsletter itself. So I'm building this audience with with Kind Find with the newsletter. And I didn't want to monetize it using ads or affiliate income. Mm-hmm. I guess for a couple of soapbox reasons that I probably won't get too deeply into. But the biggest thing is that I hate ads. <laughs> yeah. And when I see affiliate links on websites, it makes me question whether or not the person is, truly uses that product sure. or whether it's paid promotion. And I didn't want to have that journalistic or ethical, moral dilemma, whatever you want to call it. So keeping ad spend away, keeping affiliate, affiliate inc, uh, revenue away allows me to avoid all of that. But then there is the inherent long-term Efficacy or the impact of those things. Ad revenue dries up when there's a crisis, right? People, the first thing that they cut is marketing and advertising budgets. And a lot of companies saw an impact there, right? A negative impact there. But everyone's looking for jobs always in an up economy and a down economy. And by providing paid job listings through Kind Work, and then also those job listings get posted to the a kind find newsletter, it allows me to create a model that's circular. So I don't have to rely upon ad revenue in order to to keep kind find afloat. I can use the revenue from the job postings from kind work to keep things running, but kind work kind find, Those are just the first two brands in the portfolio that are going to help, you know, really fund kind co the parent company and keep things moving and allow for greater access across the whole life cycle of plant-based and veganism.
0: I think that's a really smart building an audience and then using something else to monetize the audience, but allowing the newsletter to be something that you really build that relationship like you were talking about before. And there's a high amount of trust there because they know you're gonna do all the research, get all the data to back it up, but you're also not trying to sell anything you know, in that newsletter. You have this other yeah. thing that helps with that, but the trust is really established there in the newsletter first i didn't want the newsletter to
1: become muddied up mm-hmm. right i've i've seen ads done really well i mean one of my favorite newsletters that I'll drop here is called dense discovery and they do ads really well it's just not a, a model that that fit for what it was that i was you know doing and there's nothing wrong with ad models there's nothing wrong with affiliate models it just wasn't a good fit for you know the ethos that i'm building with kindco yeah. What's your subscriber count right now in your audience? Oh, it's tiny at this point. So we launched in February. I I do love sports, but I just haven't been following it lately because I've been very involved in entrepreneurship. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna launch this upcoming Sunday. And that just happened to have been Super Bowl Sunday, February 7th, here gotcha. in the States. And so I launched on Super Bowl Sunday. Um Probably not the wisest decision, but, you know, when when things are ready, you don't wait in order to launch. So I just I let it fly (laughs) in that particular sense. Right. So it's only been about a couple of months, a month going on, two months that this thing has really been live. So the audience is small, but it's growing and it's growing very fast. I try to really engage on social media and have seen uh, some Some great progress there as well, but we are a small but mighty community at this point. You know, if we, I hope to be able to to talk to you again at another time and tell you that we're
0: just, we're doing really well. So uh, tiny at the moment, but growing. What do you see as the potential growth and what are the things in the portfolio you hope to expand to? Potential growth. I'd like to think that there's a lot of upside to this,
1: but I've been in marketing long enough to know that when you try to apply past information to a new market or a completely different market, those two things don't correlate very well. So I'm actually going into this with, with no expectations. Hmm. The only expectation for me is that I want to build something that I would love to get if hmm. I were on the receiving end. But I'd like to think that the upside is, is really large. The veganism is just, it's exploding. Plant-based industry, the vegan industry is exploding right now. Veganuary, the the global movement for, you know, eating plant-based or vegan for 30 days continues to see exponential growth year over year. And with, you know, over 8 billion in the world in population, essentially that's that's the limitation there. It's it's the human population for the upside or the, the positive potential of this. But my aspirations or ambitions aren't that large I just I want to create something great I want to create something that that resonates with people and if that means I have tens of thousands of of people who read Kind find and who look for jobs on kind work great if that if it only ends ends up being a, a tiny but mighty nation of of people who are looking for this kind of thing that's okay too right because it has impact and that's what i'm most concerned with. I mean, as far as the portfolio is concerned, um, still working on, on some other ideas, but right now the, the biggest thing is, is kind work because that re- launched more recently than kind fine. But part of this life cycle in supporting these plant-based and vegan companies is making sure that they have the right funding. Funding for these types of companies is woefully inadequate and it's, it's getting better. And I appreciate everyone that's doing their part to make that make that happen. It still pales in comparison to the funding that happens for non-plant-based and non-vegan companies. So I'd like to, to play a role there as well. And angel investing is something that that's on the roadmap as well. So again, supporting the, the entire life cycle, not just of consumers, but of businesses as well, since I have the marketing expertise.
0: Sure. Yeah. I really appreciate your view as being a content creator and doing something that you really love. As you mentioned earlier, you know, you get to research these things every week. So it's diving into topics that you really love. You're sharing that passion with other people to build a community. And I think as somebody that also creates content, like you have to start from that perspective and not expect to like get anything out of them in the beginning, because you do have to build that trust. You do have to you know, kind of get your feet wet in content creation and make sure that you're actually creating something valuable. So I really appreciate that perspective. I appreciate you
1: know that you're a content creator and you get that. Sometimes it's hard to to, to pitch your concept when there's not a a dollar sign or a, a north star or a goal that that often gets thrown around in the tech world. What's your north star when you don't have that KPI, that key performance indicator? Right. People's eyes glaze over, or you know they get ready to turn the other way and walk away, but for me it's it's all about if i help other people get what they want first eventually my needs will be met sure and my needs aren't you know they aren't great i don't have this grandiose vision of
0: being rich and powerful it's more about the impact that i can have while i'm here well what's your biggest struggle as a founder right now in your startup <sighs> it's hard to narrow it down to just One, because,
1: you know, there are a lot of firsts that are happening here for me. I'm building from scratch alone for the first time being a marketer. I've always helped take companies from, you know, something to something, you know, at a specific size or scale and then scale it up. I've always had somewhere to start from that wasn't Mm. from zero, but for this, this is zero. I've never done this, I've never started from zero. Even when I'm working with startups, they're usually somewhere past, you know, at late seed stage or past the seed stage, so I have something to work with. So that's tough. Working in tech, specifically software as a service, and now I'm I'm talking about working with companies and helping the CPG space. That's new, there's a lot of things uh, to learn there. And now I'm putting creativity first. Whereas working in marketing, I was putting the analytical part of myself first. So learning to balance that is tough and just kind of wanting to do everything and learning these skills simultaneously and really getting involved in social media, which up to this point has terrified me. (laughs) So there's a lot of firsts, there's a lot of things that are going on here. but But if I had to kind of distill it down into the biggest challenge, it's just getting traction. Sometimes traction is the hardest thing to get but it happens slowly and i'm approaching this kind of with with a tortoise mind instead of needing to you know run fast like the hare.
0: right sure well for those that want to uh get in touch and get involved where should they go yeah so you can
1: uh go to kindfind.co or you can go to kindwork.co both uh, of those are our websites are up and running and you know feel free to send me any company recommendations. I'm always open to, to company or brand recommendations. Join the newsletter. We'd love to have you uh, join the community and support plant-based and, and vegan businesses with your purchases. And if you do have a company, you know, feel free to get in touch and post a job to the website. We're working to reinvest the proceeds back into plant-based and vegan businesses, as I mentioned, through funding them. And also through charities, you know, all awesome charities like Word Forest. They're doing a lot of great work in the tropics right now to replant a diverse uh, amount of trees and really to help repopulate the ecology of the earth because right now we're destroying it. But those are, are two great resources. Also, feel, feel free to get in touch with me on LinkedIn, Colin Tate with two L's. So, yeah, I, I've, I've enjoyed uh, really being on the podcast, Brandon. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I appreciate
0: it. Absolutely, Colin. And thank you for coming on the show today and talking about Kind Find and Kind Works. And really hoping to see you get some traction. And it'll be good to watch your journey. Thanks. That was Colin Tate, founder of Kind Find. As a reminder, if you want to hear more inspiring and purpose driven founders just like Colin, then subscribe to the Evolve podcast right now. It takes only 15 seconds and in return, you will hear a variety of social impact founders, visionary leaders, and social enterprise experts as they share how they built startups that are solving the world's greatest challenges. So take out your phone and hit the subscribe button on your podcast app now. Thank you for listening and joining the Evolution Revolution. If this episode was impactful for you, then share it with a friend because pushing the world to evolve takes more than just you or I. Until next time, my friends. Keep evolving.